righty. Welcome to our third episode of Extra Finnings for the 2021 season. I'm your host, Rebecca, and welcome head coach Chris Finwood. Hi, Rebecca. How's How it going? I'm, I'm good. How about you? Yeah, I know you're extra super busy with all these extra sports going on. We appreciate all the things you're doing for us. And uh, congratulations to uh, women's volleyball on a, another win this weekend. Yeah. A little busy, but it's fun seeing some wins all around. So it's, it's a fun busy. <laughs> um, you know, let's recap a little bit of the weekend. You had a little bit of a hiccup to start the weekend, and then you ended really strong. Um, and I guess since the last time we talked, we did have two more games against North State. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. you know, last, last Tuesday, Wednesday, um, you know, we finished up the Norfolk State series and, um, gosh, I got to look back at it now. It was it what twelve to three, maybe, and nineteen to two? I think something like that. Nineteen to two and twelve to five. Twelve to five, yeah. So we swung the bats good those two days. The, the the weather warmed up for us, and wind turned around, started blowing out, and we drove some balls. I was happy with with uh, how we how we did that. Um, I thought uh, you know some of the arms getting out there for the first time this season we're a little bit rusty or nervous or whatever you want to call it with the young guys. And so it was good to get them out there though. Um, and then we, you know, Rhode Island came in, they've got a very good club and they're used to winning. And uh, we lost a couple close games, you know, uh, uh, Friday six, four game. And, you know, we got the lead run on in the bottom of the eighth there with one out and ground into a double play. Uh, and they get a couple, you know, in the, in the top of the ninth and the game, you know, not enough clutch hitting, certainly offensively, but we walked too many guys out of the bullpen, you know, gave them two runs in the eighth and two in the ninth. And there were multiple walks in, in both of those innings. So that's something we, we talked about has to get better. Um, and we, we've got some young kids in the bullpen that just got to find their way uh, and they will. And then Saturday was kind of a mirror image of, of Friday, you know, we lose it six, five, and 10 innings. Um, same thing, we get a really good start from Nick Pantos. Hunter Gregory gave us a fantastic start on Friday. I mean, uh, six innings, two runs, but 11 strikeouts, one walk. And then Nick was equally as good. Six innings, no runs, eight strikeouts, one walk, only four hits. Um, so our starting pitch in those first two days, you know, definitely did the job. and you know, a couple walks out of the pen and, but same thing, we get the, uh, the lead run in the bottom of the ninth on second with nobody out with three, four, five up and don't get them in. There's a chance to win the game. So it's baseball. Sometimes they had, you know, some balls just kind of dropping in and we had a number of balls really hard that were just right at them. So that's the way the game goes. And, uh, so we lose that one and, uh, we bounce back Sunday. So on the bats real well, you know, uh, that game was kind of one of those where it was over before begin the big 12 run second inning. We'll do that for you. Um, you know, the hitting uh, kind of standouts, we had a lot of them that day, but I thought uh, Kenny Lavar had a good day. Uh, Robbie Petrassi and Brock Galliardi were probably our two <coughs> top hitters. And then Carter Trice had another good day. He had good at-bats all weekend. I was really happy with how Carter played. Um, Ryan Moore gives us another good start. Six innings, no runs, two hits uh, with five strikeouts. So, 
you know, you combine our starting pitching for that weekend. It was 18 innings pitched, uh, two runs, and I think 24 strikeouts, something like that. So it was, you know, if we get starting pitching like that, we're going to be in most games, and uh, we'll find a way to win a good number of those, I believe. So uh, the other encouraging thing about Sunday is we had three um, position players that have been playing you know, regularly this early in the season who were out. Matt Kootenay fouled a ball off his knee. Chris Dingler's got a kind of a aggravated uh, groin issue that comes and goes. And then um, Ryan Teshko, his knee was sore. I think a lot of that was from running in that wet outfield for a couple weekends in a row. Um, so we gave those guys, you know, they, were, they had the day off, um, weren't able to play. But I told the guys when we got to the park to stretch for batting practice that, you know, the night before making the lineup out, I can, I, I, there's been a lot of years where you got three starters out um, and it's hard to find a way to like that lineup. Uh, I was telling Coach Guzzo that and he goes, yeah, you look up and you go, can we just not hit one of these innings? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a bad feeling. Um but when, when I put that lineup together, I, I was excited about it. I, I really was. I couldn't wait to see that lineup go out there because got some guys that could swing the bat in there. And, um, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Robbie Petrassi are really taking advantage of their opportunities. And uh, Robbie's off to a really good start. So we're, we're happy with that. I was going to say uh, two things that, that stood out for me so far is – um, some young guys have stepped up and, and the lineup change for Sunday kind of, you know, made a different, I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe it made a difference obviously um, yeah. in the win, but like you said, you liked the way it looked. So, you know, maybe that did the trick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, um, you know, we, we scored those runs and, and I don't think Andy Guerrero did not have a good weekend, you know, at all. Um, so, He's sitting right there in the middle. I'd like him to have a more productive weekend than that, and he will. Um, but you know, it 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 bodes well for us. I mean, uh, you know, Chris Dingler hasn't been really swinging the back great so far this season. Um, Tesco's been off and on. Um, you know, we got some guys that that are still kind of feeling their way. It's early uh, still, so we'll keep working on that certainly. And, uh, but I was glad, I was happy to see how we bounced back. And, and, you know, the pitching, you know, we gave up, Rivera gave up those three runs, but I thought Aaron Holiday threw the ball well. <coughs> and also uh, Brad Zobzanski. So those are two guys that are going to help us. And, you know, in the midst of, um, of Saturday's extra inning loss as well, um, I thought, um, you know, uh, kind of a bright spot in there was Brett Smith. You know, he gives us two and a third, one hit, no runs. Uh, I thought he threw the ball real well. So he's a guy that's certainly going to us. It's fun to see Schmitty back out there after all he's been through uh, in his career here. So now we get to, to this week. We're going to go out and have a have a nice light practice today. Um, and then we got to uh, go down to East Carolina, you know, tomorrow afternoon uh, for a game in Greenville. And um, they're off to a good start. I think they're ranked 12th or 13th. And, you know, it's always a fun, good place to play, tough place to play. They're very good at home. And 
you know, they'll be the best team we've played so far this young season. And that's always what you want to see is where you're at. Uh, and then we got a good Northeastern team coming in here this weekend. So there's no uh, cupcakes left on the schedule, so to speak. And um, we'll get a, get a few guys back healthy. I think Kootenay will be fine for tomorrow, which is another good left-handed bat in the lineup to get. So um, I'm happy about that. And, and like you mentioned, you know, I think in particular, um, you know, Kenny Lavari and Carter Trice um, are off to really good starts, you know, in their college careers. Uh, they're both swinging the bat well, having good at-bats. Um, Kenny's got to cut down on his strikeouts. Uh, he must be hitting 600 on balls in play. Uh, <laughs> striking out too much. But he's having good at-bats, and I thought Carter had some really mature at-bats. You know, he goes three for three and walks twice. He's on base five times on Sunday. Um, both those guys just are kind of mentally a little bit ahead of the game for freshmen. Like they're, they're tough as nails kids and they're ball players. Like they love to play and are very unafraid of anything that has to do with competing. You know, that's in their DNA. And one of the things we loved about them both. Um, uh, and, and so, you know, we'll get Kenny Lavari back out on the mound here sometime in the next month and we'll help us there as well. I know you mentioned Andy kind of had a Gariola had a, a little bit of a slow weekend, but even so, he's fifth in the nation with our in RBIs with 14. So he had a pretty a, a big showing against Norfolk State with I yeah. think five RBIs on what was it Monday? One of those yeah. days. They're all starting yeah. to much together, but no, uh, no, he had a good first four games. Um, he just had a rough weekend. I think he only had one RBI in three games. And, mm -hmm. He's too good for that to happen. So he was back in the cages with Coach Robbins this morning, working it out and looking at some video and some some things of that nature. Andy will be fine. Um, I'd rather him go through a little bit of struggles early like this and come around by the time conference play gets here. So he'll be fine. And, you know, there's a couple other guys that we've got to get going, and, and they will. We've got some older guys. Kyle Battles won. Kyle hasn't really gotten it going yet. Uh, but he's still sitting there 280, and I think he's a, you know, career 30, 40 point better hitter than that. And um, so he's he's still working his way back from that shoulder injury and getting his timing back and some of those things. Uh, Tommy Bell's off to a solid start, swinging the bat. When Tommy will just uh, take his singles and, you know, not try to do too much at the plate, he's a much better hitter. But we're playing good defense overall. I think two or three games we didn't have any errors. <clears throat> and uh, guys are, you know, Bell in particular is playing fantastic defense, which he usually does. Um, and so when you pitch it good and you catch it on defense, then it's just about getting some timely hits and you got a chance to win. Uh, and that's what we're trying to get it reduced to. So. Um, I, I remember the first episode, we had talked a little bit about um, walkout songs. And at this point in the season, I haven't been to every single game, like you said, the busy schedule, but I think I memorized every one of the guys walkout songs. And um, you said there's always an interesting story behind them all. Um, but let's dig a little bit more into that. And and uh, who's your favorite walkout song, song from the guys? Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a child of the 70s, so I think I'm going to go with Bell's. Uh, you know, I, I like boogie shoes. Those are those are great. And of course, he, as I told you, he he did that because that's one of his mama's favorite songs. So I'm always in favor of picking something that makes mama happy. And uh, 
I think it, it's just got a great groove to it, too. I mean, you want songs. I tell the guys, you want songs. Yeah, good. They mean something to you. But you want something to get the fans kind of moving or wake them up or, you know, get them excited about it. And um, one of my favorite walkout song stories is uh, back at Western Kentucky, um, you know, we had a center fielder. He's from Omaha, Nebraska, and he was kind of a country boy. <clears throat> and he his walkout song was John Deere Green. And uh, for those of you that like country music, you'll remember that song. Um, and anytime that came on, it put me in a good mood and I'd be really happy. And I'd tell people and they'd be like, well, why do you like that song so much? And I said, because every time I hear it, I know Caskey's getting ready to come up and we're getting ready to score some runs. <laughs> <laughs> and so that that's, uh, you know, walkout songs. Uh, I think Andy's got a good one that gets people going a little bit. The whole, yeah, everyone's clapping for that one. Dugout gets fired. <laughs> so those are those are nice. I have noticed we got a couple of relievers that got some classic rock uh, walkout songs, which is pretty cool too. So when you were at VMI playing, did you have the same walkout song every year? You kind of switched it up. Yeah, when, when I played, we didn't have walkout songs. You didn't have walkout home. songs. Okay. No, no you, you were lucky <laughs> if you had a a PA guy announcing. Most <laughs> places even had that. <laughs> I can't remember it anyway. I, I don't think walkout songs actually really started until the late 90s, maybe. Okay, so it wasn't a trend, really. Oh, no, no, no. It's in the last 20 years. Okay. So, um, All right. Sure. Um, back then, I mean, people didn't even staff college baseball games enough to, to have walkout songs. <laughs> so you were lucky if you had a scorekeeper and the, they turned the scoreboard on for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's become a, a much cooler thing and it adds to the you know to the overall atmosphere for the game which is which is very nice and plus we have the uh really nice video board going on yeah now, yeah so. that really helps. yeah without a doubt without a doubt that helps that, that, that video board we're very very appreciative of it it's nice um so who should we we see i think um tommy gertner starting on yeah. wednesday yeah, Gertz will start Wednesday. Um, he started last Wednesday, and you know he's just a veteran left-hander, and he uh, he goes out there and and the the arena, the venue, whatever's going on doesn't affect him. He he goes out and does does his thing and gives you a chance usually. So um, some of their better hitters are left-handed, I think, uh, from the scouting report anyway, and this young season and so we've got some left-handers that we need to get out there and maybe that's a good matchup for us well, that remains to be seen but um you know Jacob Gomez has got to throw Joey DiChiaro has got to throw they're both left-handed um after Gertner <clears throat> and then um you know if we have a chance to win ninth we'll throw we'll throw Dean out there um he's been very good for us so and uh you know he wasn't as good uh, he threw one inning it was the first time we'd asked him to go back out in his career, I think, maybe the second. But he, uh, you know, he walked a couple guys in that in that second inning, and he still gave up kind of a bloop that dropped in, and that was just unlucky. But um, he showed that he was human after all, because up until that point, he, golly, he hadn't given up a run in his college career or a hit, I think. And so that's a good thing to watch how guys respond to that and bounce back. And, you know, we talk about practice and being tough and all the adversity that you get hit with the baseball gives you lots of practice for that. And um, guys that can, can bounce back and 
pick themselves up out of the dirt and dust themselves off and go be tough and competitive are usually the ones over the course of the season that do well for you. All right, on to some books. What, what do you got? Well, for the video, oh, you can see it today. Okay. <laughs> Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Okay. Really good book. He's the guy that wrote The Urban Monk. Uh, mind for peace and purpose every day. So it's a very, very interesting book. And he's a really easy guy to read. Um, I like his writing style. So anybody that's looking, looking for, uh, for one of those, um, I'd highly recommend it. And I'm also listening to, uh, I have a little bit of drive since I live in Virginia Beach now. So I, I listen to uh, books on Audible. And um, I'm listening to Mitch Album, who I love as an author. I've read all of his books, but I'm re-listening to a couple of his. And the one that I'm listening to currently is called The Five People You Meet in Heaven. I think I got that book right beside me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so he always writes some inspirational, you know, stuff with a good message. So I like I like that. I think I had to read that one in um high school or something but yeah. I think that may have been one of the one of the ones I actually did end up reading <laughs> don't, don't tell anyone <laughs> well it's good and um you know all of his all of his books are really good there's there's uh have a little faith is one of my favorites that he wrote and I reread re that every year around Christmas time but uh it's it's good stuff so that's it for the books for me right now a uh, couple and, and um, a lot of uh, video watching and scouting reports and we're into it now. We're, we're thankful, you know, still guys are still testing twice a week. COVID's still here. So we're very aware of that. And, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine down at Auburn, uh, Carl Nanamaker, who used to coach here with me. And he was saying they think they've lost their series this weekend. Uh, Xavier supposed to come down and they're, uh, they had a couple positives and probably aren't coming down. And so, that's still going on. So as we move forward with this, hopefully it's going to keep getting better, but um, it's still the reality we're living in. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to have to deal with some part of this at some point this season. So all hands on deck and everybody's got to stay ready. The good news is um, the governor did change the reg uh, capacities. So uh, the bud should have a different, well, that was started yesterday on March 1st. So was it 30% now? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I actually, have the new capacity. Um, baseball will now be at 750. 750. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, that's so that'll good. be a big step. Yeah, that'll be good. And hopefully we can, um, you know, advertise that as much as possible and more people decide to come as the weather warms up. Yeah. And it's already, it's, I mean, today's a nice day. We're getting some nice days in. So it looks fine. And uh, the weather looks nice for tomorrow afternoon down in Greenville. I think upper 50s, no rain. And so we'll have a nice, nice day afternoon to play. So before we head out, why don't you uh, preview a little bit of uh, the song that is going to be playing on the, the oh, Christian Kane, yeah, yeah. Christian <laughs> the house rules. Christian Kane is actually a singer who turned into an actor. Um, and he was in the, for anybody that watched the, uh, was a, a series called Leverage on uh, maybe like TNT probably, I don't know, five, six years ago. He was uh, in that, played a prominent character in that. And he's been in a couple other, um, maybe B movies is the best way to call it. <laughs> he's a good actor and, and, it's a, and he's a good singer. 
country singer and this is a cool song we just kind of found by accident me and uh big mike conrad and we put it on our track for uh uh, pre-game in and out, which we don't usually take anymore at home. So we play it while he's uh, getting the field fixed up uh, before the ball game. So he loves that song. So House Rules by Christian Kane. That's it. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Extra Finnings. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks. It's a rock and roll, rodeo at all time, the red.